Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. It's football time. Fall, broken bones, cheerleaders, hot dogs, mascots. I miss my mommy. Are you ready for football? It's time to tailgate. Mascots are stupid. Time to break some bones. Touchdown. Corey Mann. Or is he a man? Maybe he's just a boy crying to his mother. Chuck Freebie. Is it really free? He gets a paycheck. Sports Yak. With Corey Mann. And somebody named Fremont or Freebie. Download wherever you download podcasts. That's kind of stupid. Where else would you go? And away we go. The Friday episode of Sports Yak. Episode 131. The Hawk Harrelson episode. I'm familiar with his work. He's hit 131 home runs in his big league career before he went on to become a Long-time broadcaster, first for the Boston Red Sox and then for the Chicago White Sox. Who'd he play for? Well, the Hawk played for uh, a number of teams, but most notably uh, Boston in his career. Mm-hmm. He was also with the uh, Kansas City A's, and I think he spent some time with the Cleveland Indians as well. He is on our, uh, at least my, uh, wish list for this program, and you are the connection. So I, will I know you're not busy see. at all. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Let's take care of a couple of social media um, questions, comments. Happy to do uh, so. Before we get underway, we did a we did a survey a, a survey a poll a poll if you will among the maniacs. Sports yak on Twitter with two Ks. Tattoo or no tattoo? What say you? Sixty seven percent of our listeners no, they do not have one. Thirty three percent say yeah, I've got one. That sounds. That sounds a little low compared to what I see among the populace, but I could be mistaken, too. At Chabby Shack, three separate tattoos plus a leg sleeve. I'd say I am a tattoo person. Uh, Mike Franz, our buddy in Baltimore. Who are your four teams you predict to make the college football playoffs? Well, the Associated Press the other day went with Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma. I would lean towards Clemson and Alabama heavily. Boy, after that, you know, does Ohio State have the juice without Urban Meyer to make the playoff? The Big Ten kind of shunned from the playoffs last year. You kind of look around, you say, okay, does the Pac-12 have anybody that you think is going to run the table or is that good? No. How about the Big Ten? Who could go in from the Big Ten. Well, you're going to say either Ohio State or Michigan, right? 
I mean, nobody, nobody's sitting there uh, doing jumping jacks over Penn State. Nobody's excited about Wisconsin this year. So I'll lean towards Ohio State. Okay. Just based on tradition. Then you look at the Big 12. Well, Oklahoma's got a really good quarterback in Jalen Hurts and a really good offense. I kind of like the Sooners this year. They they ranked number four in the preseason poll. I mean, does anybody really think that Clemson or Alabama aren't going to wind up there? So if I had to pick four right now, I'd go Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. And before we jump into things, a phone call from Derek. You've got a phone call. You've got a phone call. You better pick it up right now. Right, right now. You've got a phone call. You've got a phone call. Hey, Chuck and Corey. This is Derek from Wakarusa. I've noticed recently on the radio and on TV and on social media, Notre Dame football advertising a lot to sell tickets. I can't remember a time in my life where Notre Dame had to advertise to sell tickets. What gives? That's the extent of my my question. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Love the show. I do have a thought, but I want to well, hear yours no, first. No, let me hear yours first. I think um, it's too expensive for a family. Um, you know, you got two that are going to the game. I get that. Then there's parking. Then there's food. And then there's the time commitment. But, uh, you know, if you're a family of five, it adds up really quick. I'm going to go with your number one answer over your number two answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there were lots of years in that stadium where you knew they weren't going to win the national championship and people still showed up, but they could afford to show up. The cheapest ticket is 45 bucks, and with the cheap tickets, those are the ones where you get to see New Mexico. Eh. Yeah. You know, it costs even more to go see a team like USC. And then, as you point out, it's not just the tickets. If it were just the tickets, it wouldn't be a problem. It's the extra fees. It's the parking. It's the food. It's the time commitment. And not only can I watch every game, all those home games on NBC without having to leave my couch, mm-hmm. I can watch all the other games on that day, too. Best seat in the house in front of the 72-inch. Yeah. So... I think that all plays a role in it, but I think when they exp- when they renovated the stadium and took it to 78,000 seats, and I grant you, they did that in 1997. They expanded it to 80,000, and they didn't have any problem selling it out. But then they made extra seats where those sky boxes are and mm-hmm. where the luxury lounges are, and that's where the big money has gone. So now you've got these seats down in the bowl, that you're charging larger prices for, but you've taken your big money people out of the picture. You've put them up in God's country. And so now who's left to pay that extra freight? Mm -hmm. And I, I think the market is pretty well saturated right now. So it doesn't, I mean, we've seen it for the last two or three years. He brings up a valid point. We never saw it before then, but what they've done, I mean, quite frankly, the season ticket holder has to plunk down a lot of money to get those seats. I went on StubHub and Game Time two nights ago, and the prices aren't that bad. You know, on the secondary market, they're going to get worse. It's, they'll get worse as the season goes on well, and you go win up more. And down. 
They'll yeah. go up and down. Yeah. You know who charges too much? And I'll just say it out loud. Let's get it out of the way. Men's basketball. Mm-hmm. I'd go to a lot more games if they weren't so expensive. Well, uh, considering who you're playing, too. Yes. I mean, you don't have a problem. Let's say when Duke comes to town, you probably don't have as much of a problem with the price as you do when it's Toledo. Mm-hmm. Right. Bethel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and and that's been a problem for them. Now, women's basketball has kept their ticket prices down. They understand who their fan base is. Yes. They've kept their ticket prices down, and they fill the arena. The funny thing is, the concession prices for the men's and women's basketball games are the same. So all those people going to the concession stand and eating, that money's going somewhere. I assume that the university gets its cut. I could be wrong. Uh, To me, you want fannies and seats. Watching you on social media this week, last night, this morning, (laughs) how excited are you actually about football beginning, or is it a little bit of show? Oh, no, it's not a little bit of show at all. You're excited. Yeah. You're ready to go. Why wouldn't I be? This is, you know, this is what I do. Because I know you. (laughs) What's that supposed to mean? Hey, you're a ringmaster. Oh, no. You're down there with the top hat and the red jacket singing the greatest showman soundtrack. No, although we'll look for that at halftime tonight. I will. On the broadcast. (laughs) This is me. No, I'm I'm serious. Look for that at (laughs) halftime tonight on the broadcast. Not the one you get on Facebook, the TV one. Okay. You're excited. I'm excited, yeah. Uh, Why wouldn't you be? Especially the matchup that I get to call tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. I get to go back to my alma mater and sit in the press box where I was a PA announcer as a student, and I get to call the final regular season game of two rivals who have played each other for, well, 47 years now, and there is a palpable buzz in the city about this game. Look, Corey, I posted a picture at 6.30 this morning Mm -hmm. of the Mangy Lion Trophy sitting on rice field with the press box in the background and the two helmets pointed in opposite directions. And I posted that picture 6.30. It is now 9.20 as we tape this today. Corey, how many people does Facebook say that picture has reached so far? 386 shares, 15 comments. I don't get the little paragraph that tells me. Oh, I probably get uh, how it is how yeah, it reached. You get the logistics. So let's see here if I can find that. But you you mentioned 386 shares. Mm-hmm. 386 people thought that that picture was worthy enough to be shared. And it has now been seen by over 15,300 people, according to Facebook. You also put the uh, like the the list of tonight's schedule. Yes. How would you feel about walking through that and just kind of give me your two cents on who's going to win, who's going to lose? Well, let's first of all talk about this game that we're doing tonight. Okay. Elkhart Central and Elkhart Memorial battle for the Mangy Lion Trophy. And uh, earlier this week, I had the chance to interview both teams and their coaches about how hyped up they are for this game. We'll start with Memorial quarterback Tyler Lehner, followed by central lineman Sean Holman. I am more excited than I've ever been for any other game, I think, in my whole high school career. And I think it's the same for these guys, you know, beside me that I'm playing for. 
I think that they're just as excited as me, if not more excited. You know, we're, we're all we're, we're we're all hungry. We want we want to play, and you know, we're tired of practicing against each other. We just we want to we want to actually play somebody, and it's great that Elkhart Central is our first game. If we just have a good game plan, we should be able to have some success against them. But there's no denying their QB, three-year starter Tyler, great player, great kid. Um, yeah, they're. They have great leadership on that team, and it's going to be a good game. Uh, you know, these kids all know each other. You know, this we, we've really approached it like this. We're going to have fun with it. Uh, it's the last one. Yeah, we want to win it, but more more importantly, we want to have fun. We want to get it at. Uh, you know, we want to get after it. They seem so connected, uh, aggressive, and they fly around. I mean, it's one thing to have fast players. It's another thing when all of those fast players are on the same page, and they just looked confident. Connected is the word that I use. They, you know, not every snap in a scrimmage looks perfect, and I get that, but they just look smooth um, and confident and connected and like they were having fun. And uh, not that their teams in the past didn't have some of those things, but they just had a different level to their step in their scrimmage. So um, we know this is a huge challenge for us. The last two guys you heard, Scott Shaw, the Elkhart Memorial head coach, and Josh Shattuck talking about how connected Elkhart Memorial looked in its scrimmage. Should be a great game at Rice Field. Facebook Live on the WHME 46 Sports Facebook page at 7 o'clock tonight on TV 46 as it has been for 30 years tonight at 11 tomorrow morning at 9. Going to call it? Uh, if I had to make a prediction, I'll take Central. Central. All right. We'll put that in my notes for Monday. You do that. So, okay, walk me right down through that schedule, Mr. Man. Boone Grove at John Glenn. Don't know much about Boone Grove. I can tell you John Glenn's got 15 seniors this year. They made some progress last year under Austin Faust. I think that I'll take the Falcons in that one. Concord at St. Joe. St. Joe trying to rebuild its team after losing its quarterback to graduation. Neither quarterback looked sharp last week in the scrimmage. Concord has an inexperienced offensive line, but they have a veteran quarterback in Ethan Kane. They've got some weapons on offense. Concord gave up a lot of points on defense last year. I'd be concerned if I'm Craig Kaler about their ability to stop the run. St. Joe's got a great running back in John Driscoll, but I'll take the Minutemen even though it's on the road. East Noble at Plymouth. You know, Luke Amstutz is a nice young coach at East Noble, but I'm not all that familiar with his personnel. I know John Barron, and I know John Barron's got a senior quarterback who lives with him by the name of Joe Barron, and I think there's a lot of seniors on this Plymouth team. I think Plymouth is poised for a pretty good year. I'll take the Rockies. Goshen at Fairfield. Well, Fairfield hasn't won a game in a couple of years. Goshen, I believe their only win last year was a 49-0 win over Fairfield. I'll take the Red Hawks. Huntington North at Warsaw. I think Bart Curtis, uh, one coach in the Northern Lakes Conference, told me he's got it rolling right now. Now, I know Bart would say, wait a minute, I got to replace my quarterback. I got to replace all three running backs. It's the system, and he's got a great offensive line in front of the quarterback and the running backs. I like the Tigers playing at Fisher Field. Jim Town at Northwood. Uh, it's a big State Road 19 rivalry, but lately it's been more like the rivalry between a hammer and a nail. Uh, Northwood has won the last six, and I think they'll make it seven tonight. Lakeland and Wawasee. 
You know, Wallace's got a new coach in John Rudabuck. Uh, Lakeland has a fairly new team. They lost their quarterback, A.J. Poe, to graduation last year. Lakeland made some strides. If this were last year, I would have taken the Lakers. But this is this year, and I'm going to take the Warriors because they're playing at home. LaVille at Bremen. Boy, Will Hostrosser has done a great job with the LaVille program. They've had six straight winning seasons. They go to Don Bungie Field tonight. Haven't played these two teams, haven't played in five years. They're only separated by 11 miles. It's good rivalry. And I'm going to take LaVille because I think Bremen's just lost a lot to graduation. They've got a lot of inexperienced people out there. Marion at Clay. Well, Clay is a team that's got a 29-game losing streak going into the season. Uh, Marion, one of the top 10 teams in Class 3A. I'll take the Knights. New Prairie at LaPorte. This is an interesting rivalry, Corey. New Prairie is loaded on offense. they got a couple of huge offensive tackles. They've got a quarterback in Chase Ketterer who's getting uh, some looks as a possible preferred walk-on at Notre Dame. But defensively, Russ Ratke has a very young team uh, and very small as well. They may have to have some of those offensive linemen play both ways. Laporte's got a brand-new coach in Jeremy Lowry. He's trying to change the culture over there. He's put in a new offense and a new defense. But I just think New Prairie's got a little too much for them tonight. I'll take the Cougars. North Judson at Culver. Uh, North Judson has had some pretty good success in recent years. I, I like Culver's team this year. I like Mike Zayner as a head coach. I just think the Blue Jays might just be a little too much for them. I'll take North Judson. Northridge at South Bend Adams. Boy, this is a really intriguing matchup over at TCU School Field tonight. Uh, Northridge has an, a new quarterback in Oliver Eveler, but he got some playing time last year. They have a lot of juniors on this team who got experience as sophomores. So I... I think they're ready to go. I think they're going to be better than some people think they will be. Ira Armstead is a D1 quarterback, committed to the University of Virginia, can throw the ball all over the lot. I just don't know how good Adams' defense is. <laughs> Pressed on this one, I'll take the home team. I'll take Adams. The Kingsmen head to Valparaiso. Man, you know, this to me is, is the matchup of the weekend. You've got two top ten teams, Penn number 6 and 6A. Valparaiso's number seven and five A. Valparaiso got the better of Penn last year in the tournament, so Penn's got a chip on its shoulder going in there. But Valpo's got some talent, man. They are loaded. A lot of people think that they might be able to get to the state finals in five A. I'm going to take Valpo in this one. Valpo changed classes because because of an enrollment shuffle. The success factor moved Fort Wayne Snyder up in from five A to six A. So there's only 32 teams in 6A. Valpo was 32nd in enrollment in 6A. Now they've got the greatest enrollment of any team in 5A. Portage at Mishawaka. A lot of new faces on that caveman team. I went over to see Keith Kinder during the preseason camp. He says, what are you doing here? We're not any good. Well, yeah, that's what veteran coaches say. And uh, Keith Keith has been around enough. I'm going to take Mishawaka playing at home in this one. Rochester at Wabash. Boy, all kinds of new faces. Not as familiar with these two teams as I should be, but uh, Rochester's in our viewing area. Wabash isn't, so I'll take the Zebras, but I'm being a bit of a homer there. What do you mean by that? I'm I'm just saying that there's a chance somebody might be listening to Rochester. I'm not sure we have any listeners in Wabash. South Bend Riley at New Haven. 
I don't like Jarvis Edison's team. They've had back-to-back winning seasons. They beat New Haven last year. I realize personnel changes a little bit, but I'm going to I'm going to go with the Cats. Washington at Hammond. I like Todd Stamich. I think he did a great job at Jefferson Elementary. Here's his first game as a high school coach, but Hammond went winless last year. So go get him, Todd Stamich. Go get him, Panthers. Go stop in Washington. South Central at Triton. Satellites and Trojans. I mean, then you know, that's like a movie right there. You got satellites coming down, and you got the Trojans trying to mythically fight them off. Trojans have had a couple of back-to-back winning seasons. They lost some pretty good personnel from their team last year. Satellites, though, just haven't been able to figure it out the last couple of years on the field. I'm going to go with Triton. Just a couple more. Tippy Valley at Culver Academy. I got to go with Culver Academy in that one. I, I think they are a, a team that doesn't get a lot of print and a lot of pub because uh, they kind of sit in the middle of nowhere and they've got kids that don't come from this area, but that's a good football team. West Central at Caston. Don't know much about either team, but I know Caston always struggles with numbers on their team. Uh, so I'll take the uh, kids from Francisville. Make sure you get some of those pork tenderloin sandwiches before you go down, kids. Uh, we did West Central at Caston. West Noble at Central Noble. West Noble's got some really good talent. They got a kid named Josh Gross that's a good player. They're going to play with a heavy heart tonight. One of their favorite teachers passed away this week. Uh, I'll I'll take West Noble in that one. Winnemac at Knox. Winnemac, Winnefry, one of my favorite things to say. Uh, you know, Knox has beaten Winnemac three straight. They've never beaten Winnemac four straight. Never, ever, ever, never. Until tonight. Rolling out any kind of new catchphrases for the 2019 season? No, I'm not a big catchphrase guy. No? No. Stick with N- nor do works. I play Corkle either. Mm-hmm. Mm, Michigan doesn't play tonight, right? No, Michigan That's next teams. week. Yeah? That's next week. We'll be up at Leo Hoffman Field Thursday night for the opener between the Dwajak Chieftains and the state champion Edwardsburg Eddies. You'll see that game Friday night. August 30th on TV 46. Speaking of August 30th, we got a little contest going on. Yes. Better get your emails in, folks, if you want those Brickyard 400 tickets or if you want your tickets to go see Mark Martell at the Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo. Either way, put Brickyard or Queen in the subject line, depending on what tickets you want. You may enter as many times as you'd like, which some people have taken the liberty to do. Is this the is this just fantasy? Sports Yak welcomes Mark Martell and the ultimate queen celebration to the Silver Creek Event Center at Four Winds in New Buffalo, Michigan, Saturday night, September 7th. Chuck and Corey are big queen fans and even bigger Mark Martell fans. So let's put you in the audience that night. He's Win two tickets to the show. Simply drop us an email at the sports yak with two K's at gmail.com. In the subject line, put Queen. Enter as often as you'd like. No purchase necessary. Winner announced Friday, August 30th. Mark Martell's vocals will blow your mind. And all your favorite Queen songs performed to perfection. Activate your name today with an email to the Sports Yak. Sports Yak with two K's at gmail.com. We are the champions. We are the champions. 
This is Don Fisher, the voice of Indiana football, and you're listening to Sports Yak, the number one sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Actually, the only sports podcast on the network. Here's Chuck and Corey. Let's talk a little bit about the Cubs because they have won five straight and you're wearing your Cubs shirt today. Let's go, Zobrist! He's been playing well when I've seen him in there uh, in Iowa. I'd sure like to see him this weekend. We're going Sunday. I don't think he's going to get called up that soon. No? No. But you know who played well yesterday was Kyle Hendricks. Oh, my goodness. Has he been sensational? He's been better at home than Bob Vila this year. And uh, Hendricks threw another gem yesterday, a one nothing win over the Giants after the Cubs pulled out a thrilling 12-11 victory on Wednesday. That's five straight for the Northsiders, by the way. They maintain that precarious half-game lead over St. Louis in the National League Central. I looked at playoff probabilities today. Oh. ESPN has this little computer program where they compute the playoff possibilities for your favorite team. The Cubs have an 80% chance of making the playoffs. Now, it doesn't say they're going to do anything when they make the playoffs, but an 80% chance of making the playoffs. The Dodgers and the Braves have a 99.9% chance of making the playoffs. White Sox? White Sox won last night 6-1. to one. They've played a little bit better this week. It helps that they've got Yohan Mankata back in the lineup. He had a home run last night, as did James McCann. They're still 19 games out of first place. But you know who they're 19 games ahead of, Corey? The Detroit Tigers, Ooh. who lost again last night, didn't even score 6 nothing the final. Can we stay in Chicago for a moment? Sure. Did you have a chance to glance at the Chicago Bears kicking story from Sports Illustrated? I don't know if I saw the one from Sports Illustrated, but I saw one on uh, ESPN.com, and a lot of kickers, including former Notre Dame kicker Justin Yoon, taking umbrage at the way that Matt Nagy has handled this kicking derby. Uh, And Matt Nagy basically says, I don't care what you think. It was a very strange uh set of circumstances and the kickers sounded like they couldn't get a handle on how they're being graded like they brought in new technology and machinery and well kickers are a mental lot anyway yeah okay so (laughs) you've got that to deal with in and of itself and i think it always throws kickers off when you know somebody isn't there kind of uh stroking them between the ears and petting their back and saying poor little bunny but Nevertheless, uh, Matt Nagy seems obsessed with the fact that Cody Perkey missed a 43-yard field goal last yeah. year. And obsessed to the point where it seems like every kick in practice is 43 yards. And Justin Yoon is like, dude, I wasn't here for this. That you know, Just instead of having every kick be 43 yards, why don't we try some different things here? Yes. And move forward. And I get his point. I do. But... Uh, But I also get the fact that Matt Nagy is like, I need somebody who can make pressure kicks. He's only in his second year as a head coach. I say give him a little bit of a berth. Now, if you want the general manager, Ryan Pace, to come downstairs and say, you know, Matt, you're being obsessive, compulsive here, back off. That's that's a legitimate question to ask. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't really have a problem. Nagy's got to find the best personnel for his team. I read a great uh, article on The Athletic last night about the guy who handles the Cubs Twitter account. I wanted to read that. I didn't have a chance. What you thought? It wasn't bad. I, I find it interesting that he, uh, away games, he stays at home. He lives over by Wrigley, 
And if they're losing, he backs off on the tweets. Yeah. He doesn't get into it with people. He he's got to kind of he has his own set of rules of how to treat people. And um, it's a it, it feels like once I got done reading the article and I thought back to uh, you know I follow the Cubs on Twitter. It's a positive experience. Well, that's what he's trying to create. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, obviously, social media these days for a lot of people is is how you make your initial contact with an organization. Yeah, there's sometimes, like, you can't figure out if they've won or lost at the end of the night because he kind of backs off on that. Well, he's trying to put positive spins on yeah, things. Yeah, I like There's it. no question about that. Yeah, I, I like the article. Seems like a cool guy. Wouldn't mind meeting him. And and what good does it do to sit there, number one, and get into it with trolls? Right. And number two, um, you know, perhaps say something that would degrade a player or the ball club. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that because that's, you know what that's a ticket to, Pally? Unemployment. <laughs> You're fired. This is Tim Newton, the voice of Purdue football. You're listening to Sports Yak, the number one sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Actually, the only sports podcast on the network. Here are Chuck and Corey. Tattoo pole. You, we mentioned the tattoo pole. Yes, the plastic came off last night. Did you see I that noticed video? that. Oh, okay. I did not see the video, but I noticed it now that you pointed yes. it out. Yes, so like if you rub your fingers over this, so the, the, the skin and the ink is starting to come off, Ugh. you know, as it heals, it'll okay. be fine in about another week, about another week. Yeah, so I mean, you bring that up, the, the skin and the ink, how does your skin, when you get a tattoo, how does it regenerate itself without losing the tattoo? Almost like we're lizards, if you will. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it goes down a couple of layers. It goes sure. goes down two or three or four, and then that top layer peels off. And, uh, you know, I got to take care of it, too. I got to stay out of the sun. I was going to say, what happens if you get a sunburn? Yeah. Well, that's why I chose it there, because I'm. you can kind of tell where the sun doesn't hit on Corey's body. Well, there's a lot of places. Well, and so that's where I put the ink. And so, yeah, so that's why that's on that side of the the arm there okay i finished mind hunter season two on netflix last night i think you'd like this if you lean into it but i know this time of not, year is not be the time really of year for tough. me to do that it is so good it um so it's the origin of fbi profiling and it's about these two uh, fbi agents who decide to start talking to um incarcerated serial killers get inside their head and try to figure out why are these people doing what they do or they're about to do what they're about to do and kind of get into, you know, uh, the whole season two is on these kids in Atlanta. It ended up being 29 kids that got killed or abducted. And they get somebody, but they still don't think he's the right guy. And so oh, it's, it's just, it's, uh, it's a lot of dialogue. There's not a ton of action, car chases, nothing like that. But it's all getting in the head of these nut jobs and trying to stop them. I loved it. And it was in the super early eighties this season. Okay. So and they do a great job with their 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 outfits, their cars. One of the one of the FBI guys drives a um Plymouth satellite. I had one of those for my first car. So I got to show my son like I drove that for two years. So I mean, you're into the crime dramas. You, I like you, you, you kind of like crime podcasts, too, don't you? I do. I like a few of them. Mm-hmm. What is it about that that appeals to you? Um, you just want to know the psychology of the nut solving. job? Oh, problem okay. solving. You know, uh, super nerd moment, Batman's a detective. True. He's, a de he's trying yeah. to figure stuff out, 
And so you've got people in law enforcement that have to look at a situation and go, okay, let's put the pieces together and solve this thing. And then you got these cold cases that sit on a shelf for years, and then all of a sudden something comes up or, you know, why did we not look at this angle? Why, you know, they, they kind of move the camera a little bit, and I'm fascinated by that stuff. Well, you know, you know maybe what? I always wanted to be a detective. Maybe so. Sherlock Holmes. You know what excites me? Give it to me. There's high school football tonight. <laughs> and there's college football on my TV tomorrow night. Who are you watching tomorrow night? Well, there's only one. There's two games. There's Miami at Florida. That's at 7 o'clock. And then if you're a night owl, you can stay up and watch Arizona at Hawaii. I don't care about that one. But there's high school football tonight. There's college football tonight. That means that we are back in a blessed country that God has made great with the presence of football. And I want you, the podcast listener, to understand the greatness that is before you tonight. Go out and watch a game and come home and watch the 46th game of the week. And as you do, stand up in front of your television and go, woo! That's all. Do you have any rituals for when you watch games when you are a fan as opposed to you'll be working tonight? No. No? I'm not that guy. Do you have anything pre-broadcast tonight that you do that's, um, I know you you prep throughout the whole week. We've talked about that literally for a year. (laughs) (laughs) That's your choice, not mine. I'm fascinated by it. Don't even try to, you know, pass that over to me because I had nothing to do with that. We st- when did we start? September last year? Yeah. So walk me through, how about this? Walk me through today into tonight, up until broadcast time. All right. How well, about that? Uh, actually, today I'm starting work on next week's game. So Because you've got two games. I've got two games. So I'm typing rosters in as soon as we're done with this podcast. Okay. That's what I'm going upstairs to do. Now I'll do that till about noon, and then I'll I'll shut it down. I will go home, I will prepare lunch, and I will have lunch with my wife because that's the only time I really get to see her. On a Friday. Today. Um, I'll come home, I'll put the Cub game on, I will have my charts in front of me, and I will continue memorizing the skill position people, although I think I've got it down now. I'll keep that up. Have you already been doing that this week? So 11 for Elkhart Memorial is Derek Woods. 15 is Ivan Soen. They've got three Tyron Mason. They've got eight Junior Estrada. They've got 22 Graham Eli. The quarterback is Tyler Laner. His tight end is Zach Rome. The lineman I don't have to know the numbers on quite as much. Okay. Flip it over on the defense. I've got the defense on the other side of the chart going through that. Same with Elkhart Central. Go through 23 is Mark Bromley. 25 is Dominic Davis. Quarterbacks, Isaiah Chandler. They got Roderick Ballard, number 88, on one side. They've got Jacob Holt, number 12, over there. They've got Demarion Williams. He goes by Mars, number 13. And Bobby Kiefer is the tight end who used to be one of their offensive linemen. Yeah. And so that that recitation goes on just to make sure because when somebody catches pass, I want to be able to identify him right away. Okay. And I want to be able to identify them accurately. Do you shower again? Probably. Mm-hmm. It just depends what I've done during the day. Um, suit and tie it up. I think we're going suit and tie tonight because it's only supposed to be 71 at game time. Okay. 
leave the house probably about 4.20, 4.30, get to Rice Field 5 o'clock, two hours before kickoff, grab a bite to eat with the crew, then start looking at graphics, make sure we've try to make sure we've spelled everything correctly, mm-hmm. go through the graphics package in the truck, um, go up to the booth, check that out, test out the mics and the headsets, come back down, student-athlete interview about an hour before the game, coaches' interviews, then we'll do the open maybe about a half hour before kickoff, head upstairs, strap it in, let's go. Okay. What time do you get home? Uh, well, tonight um, my daughter will bring back the first half to the station. I'll bring back the second half with some notes because we usually have to edit it down. For oh, is the Mary Saturday coming morning. back from Fort yeah. Wayne? Oh, yeah. great, great. So we usually have to edit it down for the Saturday morning version. Mm-hmm. I'll have some notes for uh, Master Control as Nip to how to do that. I get home probably just before we hit air, quite frankly. How tired are you when you do get home? You know, I was looking at some notes that came up in my Facebook memories, and I've had a couple of years where I felt like I played in the game, yeah. where, where you wake up the next morning and it's like, ugh. But usually those are on the hot night, when it's like a really hot night, like 88 and humid and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and you've just dripped sweat all over the place and you've just kind of poured yourself out. And it helps if it's a close game. It's, it's actually much easier for me to do a close game than a blowout. Because blowout, I got to figure out a way to keep you watching. Yes. Do you watch the broadcast tonight? I'll watch some of it tonight, but I won't stay up for the whole thing. Okay. There's no way. Will you watch tomorrow in the mornings? I'll, I'll I'll TiVo it, and I'll try between the two broadcasts. I'll try to catch everything from the game. Okay. Thank you for pulling back the curtain. Not a problem. I will see you at the game. Yes, you will. I think I'm uh, leaning Elkhart Central tonight because well, of your wife I've certainly married. is. My wife and my brother-in-law, and I think he's going to bust out his leather jacket tonight. <laughs> There's tailgating happening. I'm told. Woo, man! How many think tonight in attendance? The place uh, I looked this up last night. Rice Field was built in 1923. Seats officially 7,600 people. I would be surprised if there weren't that many people there tonight. Okay. All right. Kickoff at what time? 7 p.m. You can watch it live on the 46 Sports Facebook page, or if you're going to the games, which we encourage you to do, come home and do what people have done for the last 30 years. Watch it Friday night at 11, Saturday morning at 9. When Chuck says that Facebook page, WHME 46 Sports, it'll be on that page right there. I would encourage you to let him know you're watching. Give him a little comment. Please do. As it, uh, It's always kind of fun to see who's watching and where and whatnot. Throw him a couple of likes, a couple of thumbs. We like that. All right. Uh, you can call us anytime, 574-210-7950. Email is in the, um, oh, we got we put it on there when we tell you what the Sports episode's Jack all about. with two Ks at gmail.com. Yeah, on social media as well. Chuck, you're on Twitter. I am at 46 Sports. Have a great weekend. Until next time, sports fans. Ooga Luga, Heine Manoush, Van Lingo, Mungo Noodles, Han, you maniac.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.